Hi, everybody, and welcome to Vanderpump Rules Party. I'm Holly Borges. I'm Sarah C. What's up? I feel like we should start. We should start off and say Happy Veterans Day and thank you to everybody who um, has given so much for us here. I mean, I, I, I can't. Uh, Michaela just posted something, and I was like almost crying. Like it's just amazing. Yeah. And it's eleven eleven too. So yes. hopefully it's a lucky day for all our vets. Yes, for sure. You, what has been happening? Oh, um. Did you okay. see that fun little Twitter war with Charlie and Sheena? Yes, I loved it. Uh, that was better than the whole episode. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> yes. I struggled with this episode. It was... I, it was yeah. yeah, when I, I... I walked away a couple times, and I've never, ever, ever had to do that. Like, I I've, I have seen your guys' comments, and I've seen you guys have done that before. And um, it, it happened to me during this episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I don't even really know what to say about it because there's really nothing you can say, but it just, it's not, it's not working for me. Yeah, what I really gathered is everything was so manufactured and created. It's not just happening. So like take the Toms and their little hang sesh slash business meeting. It, you know, had they done mushrooms maybe when they were out at Arcella or and it just happened naturally and like funny sh- they did funny shit it would have landed better um this was like hey i have this great idea let's let's like film ourselves let's do shrooms and we'll act crazy and kooky and we'll wear funky things and like it was just like when you're trying to make funny funny it fails funny just needs to happen especially when it's supposed to be improvised like it's just happening funny like they're not up there telling you know, planned and practice jokes doing stand up. They're trying to be wacky on the, you know, I on feel the fly. I feel like they they've done it before and this has worked, right? So I feel like once again they're trying to go back to their roots. But like there's just something that's not funny about two men their age in like their million dollar houses doing that. Like it would be funny it's funny in like Tom's rent controlled apartment and they're broke and it's like there's nothing else to do but just get lit and roll around. Like cool. But like it, it just like didn't work in like Tom and Ariana's beautiful house with like their lighting and like their fancy um whipped cream dispensers and Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It came off as like, um, you know, like back in the day when uh, like getting a Harley was like the trendy thing for like lawyers to do and then they'd write up and down PCH. It was like the white privilege mushroom trip. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just like, okay, let's make sure we have the costumes and the fancy drinks and and it was just like, let's just set it up perfectly when it's like kind of the whole thing of mushrooms. You're just supposed to be like, you know. I mean, out. like I don't know, one with the earth. I don't know. Yeah, um, I always wanted to try mushrooms, and I did not know that it came in tea form. I think I could do that. Um, yeah, you make the tea. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't like the tea, but I also like don't like what's that stuff? Um, airborne when it was liquid or therapy. I'd rather just 
take a pill. Yeah, yeah. Um, or like you know when you do that apple cider vinegar thing, I'd rather take the pill than actually drink. Yeah, 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 it's very whatever works for you. Yeah, yeah. A lot of but then the mushrooms themselves are very gaggy too. So when I've tried it, I've had to like load it up in a peanut butter sandwich and just like toss it back. Whereas other people just eat them and I, I will gag. But yeah, it was it was it's been offered to me recently and I remember doing it when I was younger and loved it even though I throw up because that's just what I do um, everything makes me sick uh, but it came down to it and I just like I was like mm, no I'm like, I just don't feel like I want to be sick and I don't want to be out of control like you know I know exactly how much wine like where I'm at with it and you know, it's very controlled. So I don't know. I think I've just like passed that. I don't know. That point That's why in I don't your like life. Edibles. Yeah. I don't like edibles either because A, they make me dizzy, but also I just, I don't like the feeling it gives me. And yeah, so it's just, it's not for me, but I think it's probably the next thing going to be legal. It's so, such a popular thing right now with like microdosing. There was that whole show about it. Um, Nicole Kidman show, what was it? Nine Perfect Strangers, which. I personally did not care for that show. I thought it was very slow, and most people I've talked to that watched it felt the same way. But that was like the whole thing was microdosing, and yeah, I've been noticing they've been talking about it so much more publicly on TV. And I'm like, should you be doing that? Like advertising that you're taking illegal drugs? Well, I know it's not meth; it's mushrooms. Mm-hmm. But technically, I don't know. Yeah, you know, like like Andy before pot was legal. He used to, like, refer to it, but he would never say it. Yeah. You know, just being careful with the legality. But, I don't know. I, I feel like there's a big push to legalize it. Totally. So you may be able to go get your tea or a little tincture um, at your dispensary maybe sometime soon. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you, well, the Charlie Sheena thing, for those of you not on social media, because it was on Twitter, so I know a lot of people aren't on Twitter. Um, I'm not even on Twitter. But it was funny. Um, Charlie posted a picture of her wall with the, <laughs> with the brackets. And she's like, update on the TV, Brock Hung, uh, LMAO. It literally fell at like 4 a.m. We thought someone was breaking in. And then like funny emojis. Like she she's laughing at it. It's, yeah. It's funny. Well, Sheena takes it all seriously. She's like, well, and you knew y'all didn't have the proper tools or anchors for him to do that that day. He got it up quickly and did all the steps for the vlog. It was never secure. Like, yeah, it's just a joke. And then she's like, oh, Charlie replies, oh, God, Sheena, it's a joke. She's like, did you sit up all night mad about this? Um, and yes, we did record, but legit, it's funny. It's not that deep, boo. <laughs> okay, the the only part just, of this argument that pissed me off was that we're acting like this was for the vlog when clearly they were filming a freaking show. Why couldn't she just say because we were filming a show? I know she came in holding her camera at her chest level and was like, I'm here acting like it was for the vlog, but has anyone ever seen this on a vlog? Um... I don't know. I don't really watch. I that. don't either. So that's so why I like totally want to ask the listeners, like you guys, is this on a vlog? Like, because I I want to see. Um, I d- I just want to see. I'm just wondering. Yeah. Um, but I watched yeah. one because I thought it was a pod. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm I'm done. Oh. 
<laughs> I said I, I just watched one the other day because I thought it was a new podcast and I needed something at the gym and then I realized it was a vlog so it was like playing while I was working out and I was like I don't really need to watch this it was just like her and Brock cruising around New York and like going to Nima's event like I, I, I was like I don't really need these vlogs but you know they're doing well and making her money cool but she responded to Charlie saying I don't do Twitter fights with my friends only state facts check your texts <laughs> so clearly she got upset about it when it was just like a joke yeah uh, yeah, and she should have stuck, uh, kind of stuck in like a, a a joke mode because that's she's it's like continuing her brand of you know Rob getting a TV in seven minutes. It was funny, and that's a funny vlog idea. It was a funny episode moment. Like it's you, you got to just stick with the funny, you know. Mhm. Yeah. So um, okay, I did. We did get an email. And we had a good conversation with someone in email on the Brock stuff. Now, I because I think everyone's hands are kind of tied with this, but I did go listen to some other podcasts that talk about pump rules. And I got to say, like, you and I were way harder on the Brock situation than anyone else I heard because um, I just wanted to gauge, like, how are people addressing this? Because the thing is, there's only so much you can say because he kind of said it all. Like, if he was doing a jacks and denying and excusing and justifying I think we'd all be out there like tweeting and being like what there's never a reason or excuse you know but he just kind of he him owning all of it and taking responsibility and not offering excuses other than he was an idiot he was a bad person he was young he kept saying I was a bad person like what else I guess can we do like just put him in the middle of a circle and throw stones at him like I there's never an excuse for domestic violence or a slap or anything like that ever there's also never an excuse for emotional or verbal abuse the way we see so many of the other casts do that like what James did tonight was disgusting no excuse for it um, and same with the kids there's no excuse why I mean there's an excuse why you didn't see him because the mom won't let him and, and rightfully so there's no excuse for him to not be current on his child support um, at all but then again he's like I'm paying it off I'm almost there I've been so what what can we say about it other than hmm he's owned it he's trying to repair what he can for the future he can't repair the past that's done the damage is done all he can do is try and repair what might be a future and fulfill his obligations and go from there. The thing is, it's not like Sheena said, you know, it's not a boyfriend. She's got a baby with him. So what are we supposed to do? Like get on her ass and be like, leave that motherfucker. It's like she has a baby with him. And right now it appears he's trying his best. And it's not my position to tell her or anybody else to leave somebody or throw stones and you know mm -hmm. I think what what happened with this episode is a lot of it because we're not blaming Lala to excuse Brock I think it just it was coming from her kind of the way Sandoval said I think it would have landed differently even coming from Katie or if we want to compare like as a new mother like even Stassi um Possibly Brittany, but then there's some like, well, who are you to talk? You, you, you know, you have Jax, who's also abusive, at least emotionally or has been. Um, 
I think it just maybe it was coming because it was coming from Lala, you know, with, you know, the things Sandoval pointed out and then the fact that she kept bringing it up, but then she kept uh, justifying it by saying it was because she cared so much about the kids, the, the ex and Sheena's baby. But it's like, if you cared so much about those other kids, you wouldn't keep bringing it up on national slash global TV. Um, the more it comes up, the more it's going to get out and the more it could affect them. They could get you know, teased at school or whatnot. So I don't really buy that, that she's doing it for, you know, to protect these children. Um, so I just, I think it was like a, co- a bad combination. Like A, he owned it. So I don't know what else I can say about it um, other than, yeah, there's never an excuse. We don't condone it. B, coming from Lala out of maybe others that it could have come from that, would have had a better like to stand on maybe that was um it's just kind of a combination but it's like an icky situation what can you say about it you know yeah um uh, yeah to me brock is just one big old red flag and my my mind hasn't been changed about that from day one um even before i knew all of this stuff so i think that i think it, it's it's like kind of, I, there's been other reality personalities that have come out with stories like this and it just kind of gives you a yucky taste in your mouth and I totally get it um and I I think we like I felt that way about Slade as soon as I found out about Slade I I loved Slade in the beginning I thought he was slimy and a good reality tv and then all of his stuff slipped out and I was like oh my god like yeah I went to a party with him I used to see him you know we worked in the same building I saw him all the time and I thought he was so cool and then I was just like I couldn't even look at him anymore (laughs) but um but yeah um I'm I'm super disappointed that you know if anyone thinks that um you know we are defending Brock or anything like that I I hope if you go back and listen to all of the episodes where we've covered that that um you can kind of gather that that's not true but um it's it's a difficult situation like like Sarah said you know Sheena does have a baby with him and um you know we weren't there you know they're telling us they're telling us half of the story it's a super weird sitch you know kind of a bizarre storyline for bravo to pick to be honest like they they're they picked to show this and they're telling us like and how they're yeah. unraveling if if there's more to the story it's weird that they're making it a story like i don't know it's very bizarre the way the way brock told it i don't know it, it, it's a lot to keep up with in a line but one of the the ways he told it was this happened but then he and the ex got back together like two more times after it happened so i was like okay well she moved on and passed it. Yeah, the, this I am pretty sure the the way I heard it, the storyline was he uh, he um, slapped her when he was twenty before she even had their son. She had her son and then continued to have a daughter with him. Yeah. Um. So you know, but dude, I mean, I I just I don't want to excuse this away, but I feel like every mostly everyone has something that they could probably tell where it's like everyone would judge them and go why are you with that person you know what I mean like yeah it's the whole thing is it's very hard to podcast on you guys because it it would be a lot easier without the baby so the way we would talk about you know Brittany and Jax we were all rooting for Brittany we wanted her to leave I mean I honestly thought she could have had a good shot at that point 
of being the bachelorette because at that time she was so beloved and everyone rooted for her and wanted her to leave Jax. But they didn't have a kid at that point, so it was a lot easier for us to come on, do it, you know. Yeah. Rally. It's a little tough now that you know to have do we want two broken homes now? And and again, it's it's not our place to tell anyone what to do or who to stay with, but it's I mean, that we they all have their, you know, the things Schwartz has said to Katie, the things Katie said to Schwartz, the things Jack said to Brittany. The I mean, I know, feel like I feel like Ariana said it best um, when she was like, "Everyone in this group is pretty fucked up," and it's true. It's like the every, <laughs> literally every single person on Vanderpump Rules has something going on. Yeah, and that's life too. Like, there's we all have fucked up things that have happened in our life or mistakes we've made, and all you can really do is try as repent and try to correct whatever you can take responsibility and then grow from it maybe educate others or they might struggle just try to lead a life of example and yeah try to change it that's all you can do so i guess all we have to like it's just time will tell time will reveal what's going to happen with his journey and his path of becoming a better person yeah um we i like go ahead like if you guys want to cancel him um it's makes no difference to me uh, i don't think he's a thing yet that can be canceled because you have to be someone to be canceled but you know maybe by the end of the season he'll be cancelable I, I don't know but it's yeah yeah but again like we sarah and i both seriously enjoy when you guys take the time to let us know what you're thinking or like um for instance this um person who wrote in like took the time to let us know how they felt when they heard our episode and like we treasure that seriously because it's like either sometimes we don't see what someone else is saying or whatever but i have like three other emails that i want to share with you guys i'll find them by the end of the episode but we have received the most incredible kind emails of people just writing in their support or giving us a great review giving us a five star and that keeps us going because it's it's hard um doing this especially when like the show is kind of teetering the way it is you know like we we like to hear that you guys are liking what you hear for sure and yeah and and even when you don't that email was constructive we got to see that person's perspective Mm -hmm. also see it from a different angle and maybe how how we phrase things landed differently than were intended right um so it's you know good to pay attention to how you deliver words and content um and but it was so much more useful and um we could we could respond to it yeah for sure yeah and then learn and grow from it and see other sides rather than just like these people suck (laughs) it's like okay well I'm not going to read that and I'm not going to take you seriously because you're just hiding this person wasn't hiding they were like hey here's how I feel and then you know so doesn't have yeah positive ones are great not to not to pivot out of that but um happy veterans day to our Vanderpump rules veterans yeah Jackson Faith My like, Jax? What the fuck? That's right. He did six months. <laughs> hey, it's six months is more than I did, so <laughs> I'll give him a slow clap. Do you think do you think Brittany's like setting up like a special little breakfast for him this morning? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, for sure. Like, if he has Facebook, he changed his profile picture to his, like, army picture, whatever branch he was in. Yeah. Oh, I have I have people that I, I actually had to defriend them because I'm like, you know, and then they go around and I get 19 free meals at the different participating Denny's. And then they post and they're like, you're welcome. I was happy to you know, serve all of you. And it's like... <laughs> You you never even left the I don't know no there's it takes everybody but yeah some no are for sure more proud of what they do than no others. the the ones that are like humble that like you wouldn't even know but you know how much their family has like you you don't even yeah. know the full story that's where it's like oh my gosh it's so cool but yeah there's always a few of those out there isn't there <laughs> I'm and I believe Jax is one of them oh, for sure <laughs> has anyone tried to join his Facebook. Uh, find I, him? I'm sure. I, I mean, yeah. I haven't, but... <laughs> <laughs> can you... Yeah, you can block on Facebook. All right. Well, I have a few birthdays. We didn't do any last week, so I just wanted to shout some out this week. Okay. Um, on November 3rd was Kelly Breeds. On November 5th was Teresa Boardman's husband, Sweet Stevie Weavy, Steve Boardman is 35 and alive, and she said he'd be mortified by hearing his name on this podcast. <laughs> oh my god, I love! I was like, I was waiting for you to read that one. I was like, that one's funny. As well, happy should. birthday! <laughs> on November 6th was Kaylee Cool. On November 10th, and this one's a little confusing. November 10th is Debbie Chin. Okay, but her mom was on the third. Her son is on the 24th. Her nephew is on the 2nd. Okay. And her... <laughs> Dang, they like November birthdays. She's like, yeah, uh, like, our family gets real busy in February. <laughs> <laughs> Valentine's Day or something, right? <laughs> ah, okay. Um, November 11th is... Wait, why is there no name? Last name. It's Robin. Oh, gosh, I'm really sorry. November 11th, Robin. Robin. Um, I'll have to go. Maybe by the end of the podcast, I'll find your last name. I don't know why it's not written down. November 12th is Judy Naaman Hench and Jamie Childers. And I have a question for you, Jamie. Are you any relation to Candace, a.k.a. Randall's baby mama, Amber, his wife, ex-wife? Yeah. Did you watch you? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, Candace. Yeah. Anyways, same last name as her. Um, November 13th, Tony Ann Barretta and Allison Carlson. And November 16th, Missy Mia turns 50. So happy birthday, you guys, both the ones last week and this week and coming up early next week. Hope it's fun. Yes. All right. Anything else that's been popping off? Uh, no, I don't think so. All right, so episode seven. Episode seven. Okay, so, so yeah, the youth center. Yeah, the boys are playing basketball. I mean, I appreciate the change change of scene. Like, I haven't seen this. Um, it was like I was like, okay, cool. We're starting trying something new. Like it, like it. Um, but I thought it was funny that basketball is like really more of an American sport right like you'd think the Toms would have nailed it but it's like the two foreigners that won <laughs> yeah I feel like well this because they're like more aggressive and competitive you know although I'm surprised T. Sandy didn't really get in there and like you know 
try to school everybody. But he was he, he was he was doing okay. Yeah. Um, so quickly, we're, we're doing lots of flashback. Yeah, we're going to one scene to the next scene to one scene. To the, so we can either go, you know, stay in one location and do the whole thing, or we can bounce back and forth, whatever you want to do. Oh. Yeah. Let's just do one thing. Just one scene. Okay. So basically, the basketball thing, it was funny. Like, Brock was, you know, slammed into Schwartz's chest, which was funny. Um. <laughs> And then, like, they sit down in the bleachers, and uh, they're like, Brock or something is like, so wh- how's the restaurant going? How's the restaurant planning going? Setting us up for the mushroom scene, you know? Yeah, and then they're talking about what happened with Lawler and Randall and Tom and James. James kind of chimed in, too, said they, they've both heard a lot of bad things about Randall. He's like, but I've kept it to myself. And James is like, yeah, yeah, me too. He's like, I get a lot of, you know, DMs with info about Randall. Like, as we've all seen, you know, there have been so many rumors or accusations out there about him. Um, So he was just saying it's kind of hypocritical for Lala to be the one to pass judgment. I just think that it is so funny that we are in a day, like, like the fans of the show are literally doing the work of everybody you know what I mean like all the fans DM you know they (laughs) like you know everyone sends like probably all the like it's just it's crazy like I wonder I wonder what it's like to be them and sift like who reads it who doesn't like who's overwhelmed by it like yeah and that was interesting to me specifically because we always thought Sandoval doesn't because he is very unactive as far as liking commenting replying on Instagram, right, or or Twitter. Uh-huh. Um, so I just assume he really doesn't pay attention. But he says, right, like he's obviously reading his DMs. He's just not replying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, See you. Yeah, Call. and and I when they when he they brought that up that you know over the years they've heard weird they said weird rumors about Randall. Now, if you think about it, if you think about all like you know in later in the episode Lala brings up all of the times that she was called out about Randall and there there's a few times and that would be uncomfortable you know but the things that they have skipped not talking about are insane like some of the you know the reviews of his movies his business finances Fofty um, yeah. I mean just like really hilarious things that like what have been getting blackballed great from the writers guild yes like those so women's um I thought there was a couple like I thought they filed complaints it wasn't just accusations it was uh women on set in New Orleans yeah there was some me too stuff yeah and there was a lot of um he doesn't pay his bills even uh Dana Wilkie said that several times on her podcast that she, you know he does he doesn't pay um i heard some like gambling debts he doesn't pay um yeah shady shit so um I don't know. So when Lala brings it up later, I just kind of referred back to that. And there is a lot that that whole entire cast kept quiet for her. Like, I'm sure that she was like, you guys, please, you know, whatever. And um, or the producer, whoever she asked permission to not bring those things in. Um, I also think that that could be Lisa shielding them, too. You know, Lisa seems to be a fan of Randall, you know, so she may have, you know, okayed that it's okay to not talk about that stuff. I don't know. What about the girl 
who was the original gift recipient of Lala's Range Rover. The, oh, the, dude, that the is Miss, such a good story. I mean, the Miss Utah, and she told it herself on the Call Her Daddy podcast. It doesn't get better than that. She just had a baby. I was on her. And she's so pretty. Um, but it's like, yeah, that was a great story. That and she was talking about it. So, like, why why wasn't that brought up? I just mean, like, especially since, like, like I, I'm thinking of like the Brock storyline right now. It's like that. Like the Randall stuff is a trillion times more entertaining, you know. Like it's why are we in, in this dark space over here when there could be something over here, you know? Like it's yeah. But, I mean, it's it's just dark and sad, and it's you know certainly worth pointing out and bringing up because you do want to stand up for the the victims of of what Brock did. Um, but there's also all these others. You know, let's let's not make the whole season about one thing. So. Let's bring some Randall shit into it. Yeah, it's just so creepy, especially because it's involving children, too. You know, it's like, ugh. We can't, like, there's so much info we have, but we can't slam it up on our Facebook group because it has pictures of kids. Like, it's, it's, I can't even, like, get into my deep dive because it's inappropriate. It sucks. Yeah. Okay, so, um, that's really, oh, yeah, go ahead. He's got his spot back, and they're doing a soft opening of See You Next Tuesday, oh, this, which basically th- means the cast. This is when I lost it. Like, I, we'll get there when we get there, but that's when I, like, I for sure walked away during that part going, like, this is, come on. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was such a dumb scene, but we'll get there. Yeah, just so like, over the top. Like, yeah. fake everyone fake dancing and like hey it's like you're on a movie set they're like okay everyone and have fun ready action more energy more energy jump around more (laughs) it just it literally looked ridiculous and and in the midst of it lisa's sipping tea at a table like give me a break yeah how this lisa frequency is really it's it's too much yeah she's now not just on every episode she's part of all the scenes like i get the filming thing at villa rosa is easy but but it's it's we're watching a show about young adults not you it's in like three episodes it's it's like three times per episode yes it's crazy okay so um next we have ariana and charlie who are at a little beignet place and charlie orders a large iced coffee black and I love Ariana for this. She orders a large order large. of the beignets. Yes, <laughs> yes I wrote Hashtag that. I relatable. Love relatable. I love that. It was the large box. Yeah. <laughs> and then Charlie goes on to basically discuss my dream menu. It's probably my three favorite foods. Definitely when people say, what's your favorite food? Um, it's always number one, peanut butter. It's number two, pizza. So she, she said she only eats pizza, PB&J, and quesadillas. It's like... We got to hang out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they're going to plan a tapas-style culinary night, which is really just everyone bring a dish. It's uh-huh. not, like, tapas is a little different, but, you know, whatever. It works. Like, it was interesting that the weird things that were brought, like, out of anything, but, okay. Um, anything else there? Um, I don't know. We get a little more into, you know, Charlie's talking about her her food thing and Ariana's being a really good friend and 
I think even though Ariana doesn't quite understand it, it's not our job to understand. So she's doing exactly what, you know, you should do, which is just be there to support and be like, you know, by you talking about it, like you're taking away the power and you're, you know, like we're able to help you a little bit, which I, which I thought was cool. Um, especially when you're not quite under, like when someone's maybe not giving you the full, full, full story. story. Like she, I would want a friend like that where I was like, look, I have this weird thing where, you know, actually I feel like me and Sarah, me and you do have a lot of these things. We don't ask questions. We just do what we need to do, you know? (laughs) Um, that's, so I, I like that for Charlie that she has Ariana and Brock and Sheena seem super supportive too. And, and everybody, you know, came to the party and supported. So I, I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. Um, Cause what you're, yeah, uh, just really quick. And this is like, no, uh, I don't quite understand it. And I'm having a little bit of a hard time with this storyline. Um, just because, Exactly you you have to kind of do, you have to do like a lot of imagining to to um I I just I don't I don't want to be in someone's trauma like that like I want to support like Ariana is but like I'm just it, it's I'm not I'm not sure how to get there on my Vanderpump Rules reality show yeah and I, that's exactly what I was gonna say was and I've heard this you know other people they're confused so they'll ask me like if you know in case I know more. We don't understand it because we haven't heard the whole full story. So we don't really understand the correlation between food and the abuse. And I know it was more than just physical abuse. She's talked about sexual abuse. And I know it's like linked and food is a trigger for that. So I don't know if it was like, if you don't eat this, you're going to like more than a spanking kind of thing, uh, which is bad in itself, any kind of abuse. But uh, I I wish because she has talked about it in more detail in other you know, on other platforms that I wish she was able to explain more so that people understood more and could relate and empathize more. But at the same time, it's such a personal deep thing for her that you can understand why she doesn't want to talk about it on national TV. Cause she's really opening herself up and right. exposing right. these deep, dark secrets of her childhood, which are traumatic. So I understand why she, we, we can't hear the whole story, but we would like to because it would help us understand more because nobody was really understanding like the food trigger thing you know i guess i guess um and this is like completely separate this i i i see charlie i support her i get it but for me personally just in what she has described on the show if i knew nothing else if i knew and listened to no other podcast i'm only watching the show um I mean, right. it's it's a lot like my childhood. I, I I experienced you know those things with food too, and I still like am like an, a fool that orders their cheeseburger plain. I mean, you know how I eat, Sarah. I eat like like I won't try any of that. There's absolutely no way. Like there's just I won't. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I I wouldn't have even offered to have like a a party at Ariana's. I would not eat a mussel. I wouldn't oh. eat lobster. Like none. Mm, mm, that mm, was mm. rough, especially yeah. the the mussel. I think I'd the lobster before the muscle. I don't, I don't I know. I tried lo- an oyster. It was, it was scarring. I would do, why, and why does everyone want you to try it? Like whenever like everyone is partaking in something like that, it's like, no, just try it. You'll like it. I swear. Try it. Try it. Try it. It's like, I don't yeah. want to, I don't want to try it. I don't want to try it. <laughs> I know. I, I get real stern with like my sister's a food pusher and she's like, what? Well, you don't like this? I'm like, I didn't say I didn't like it. I'm not hungry. 
Well, just try it. I'm like, no, I'm full. Like, I don't want it. Well, just a little bit. Just go, come on. I'm like, no. I don't mean no. food pusher. Oh, hundred thousand percent i'm like i don't want it so i think in that way like charlie i totally get you like i i am not even pretending to understand your whole story like i but i i do i do understand the the food thing. yeah <laughs> i guess just say there's more to the story that's very personal of course yes and she's not ready to share it um openly yeah i know she shared it with sheena she shared it on some other platforms to a certain extent so we know that there's a reason and there's more to it. Yeah. Um, so I'm not going to uh, judge further than that. It's not just like, my mom said I couldn't leave the table unless I finished this, which happened to me many times. Which happens to every kid. But I, <laughs> every I, kid. Yeah. I just, um, I, I am before. feeling like sad though for the viewers of this show, especially at some, like some of my friends have started to watch Vanderpump Rules and coming in on and this season and watching this storyline um, and not just Charlie's, you know, but like everything, I'm just like, you. Go, it was the best reality show, I swear. Like, I am not like a, you know, I haven't devoted hours and hours and hours of, you know, time for for this, but I, I don't know what's happening. Yeah, don't tell everyone, do not start at season nine, please. Don't, please, please just, don't do it. You'd rather them not watch it. It's yes. kind of like when you've already watched the show and you're watching it with someone and they're not paying attention and you're getting really irritated because they're missing yeah and it's like just just stop watching yes (laughs) yes yes. it's too frustrating so just don't don't do it at all yeah (laughs) yeah it's nice they're like doing it for us because they want to like support like what we what we do and it's like if you're if you're gonna half-ass it (laughs) you can't watch it (laughs) exactly so just hit the download button on the podcast, but you don't even have to listen. <laughs> just, yeah. Just hit the download and hit the five stars, and that's you and supporting that's it. your yeah, friend. That, yes. Thank you for supporting. <laughs> and I just saved you one to three hours. <laughs> yes. So, okay. Well, we go with um, Raquel and LVP, and she... Now, I don't even know why she tells her about James bumping her nose. Like, just stick with it's botched like according to you like i never noticed this i think ariana everybody else said like you can't see her nose is botched when they did those close-up x-rays okay i see what you're talking about and someone would notice that about themselves but to everybody else you know nobody would notice that but she needs to do what she needs to do to feel good you know um but i feel like lisa isn't believing them because even when they're at the doctor's and she you know they explain the kiss thing and lisa's like i've never been headbutted with a kiss and and whatever i I thought about that when she brought that up and i was like i haven't either i some something is off with that story i feel like but i at first i was thinking there if that if chad did bump my nose like, I would just make up some other story of how I bumped my nose. Like, I wouldn't even bring him up. You know what I mean? I'd be like, that's too complicated of a story. No one's going to believe it. So I would just make something else up, you know? But I I feel like she does have to mention it because, you know, she doesn't know how... I don't know how plastic surgery works. And she clearly thought that that is what made her nose crooked. But after she saw the doctor, he said, probably not, you know? Yeah. But well, Lisa um, was like... Well, James, you've really got to work on controlling that temper. Oh. Well, 
why would she say that to him unless she didn't believe their story? Because if he went in for a kiss and bummed her nose on accident, there's no anger there. There's no anger to control. So why would you say that to him after you told the story? It's like, clearly you don't believe it. And also, Lisa, are you thinking that he's abusing her and you're you're just like, oh, try to watch it from now on. Like, that's all you're doing? I have a feeling. What do you think about the theory that, like, he used to abuse his mom? You know, like, they, that, like, they would, like, get into it. Because, you know, they, they have gotten into a lot of fights. And Raquel mentions that after her nose, she, like, she's like, is my nose crooked? Um, she she looked at James mom and she's like oh my god your nose is like on your cheek and then once she said that then James erupted and got pissed at his mom and like threw a huge tan- a huge tantrum like I'm yeah. wondering and you know his mom and Lisa were really close like that's how James got his job and everything like I'm just wondering if the mom's the mom has like is crazy right so maybe James did lose his temper around his mom a lot or something I don't know I don't think they were close. She said she's only met her a few times and it was more the dad knew because the dad was, you know, like a music club promoter and and Ken owned those clubs. So they knew each other from Ibiza and having club businesses there. Oh, gosh, I I um, I totally misunderstood that then. I thought they like she probably was just acting like that, that they were close. Yeah. Oh, James's mom for sure acts like she's close with Lisa. And then Lisa was always like. I've only met the women like maybe twice, but oh again, my uh, gosh, that's I, I obviously <laughs> missed that part. That's hilarious. So then I love this next part when Lisa's basically admitting to being a prostitute. Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> she's like, "Oh, Raquel's ring. It's a it's a good starter ring." She's like, "I had a little chip." She's like, "But then I learned to cook and clean, and I read the Kama Sutra, and <gasps> and oh, she's I- like." And, and I got upgraded to this sparkling diamond. And then they do that camera work where they're like, Zhoom. but I'm like, so basically if he gave you cash instead of a diamond, wouldn't that make you a prostitute? But because it's a diamond, you're just a, a good wife. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. It was um, a little cringy. It was a little it, cringy. She specifically she always, said. She always brings it to that. You know what I mean? Like she acts like because of, you know, she's such an amazing lover. That's why she has Villa Rosa, you know? Um. <laughs> she does not seem like an amazing lover at all. No, and and Ken either. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can't. <laughs> well, there were the rumors that Ken has, like, it was an arrangement where he had, like, kept women and stuff. So I could see him getting a little crazy with his mistresses. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know. She does put on that dog head and seem pretty randy or like when she was singing that sex sex song to the horse. Yes, <laughs> you you know what? You're right. So, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I'm wrong. What do we know? So. Okay, what else what do we have to okay, unpack here? Uh, speaking of more um anger and possible physicalness um katie was mad at tom so she jammed the door oh my shut God. and basically locked him out and he kicked it in she said like the kool-aid man had damaged it now that sounds a little ragey on both their parts <laughs> have you ever kicked in a door never and I, i've never barricaded myself in the house from chad either um i i have kicked in a door you have yes did you kick it in front ways or did you turn around and kick backwards? It's a very serious domestic situation with my sister and I. 
And <laughs> oh, is she locked you out? Yeah, and and it was like minus twenty below. We were in New York, and I was like, she thought it was funny, so then she was doing that teasing thing in the window, like ha ha ha, ha with the finger pointing, ha ha ha, and I was freezing, and I was getting angrier and angrier, and I was like, it was like a matter of survival at that point, and I was like, ah, no, I literally straight forward with my leg, kicked it in and broke it. And and she's like, what? You you can't do that. You can't just kick in the door. You just broke it. You bro-. I'm like, well, you shouldn't have fucking locked me out. It's freezing out there. She was really, like, taken aback. <laughs> oh, my. So did the door fling open or did it, like, crack? Like, what happened? I've always wanted to kick a door. Yeah, it, it the, what's the, the middle part where the door knob is? It's got, like, um. I don't know how to describe it. Like the wood. Like it buckled? Came out. Yeah. And then so there's like a hole. So it could never like connect and reseal again. You had It needed to be repaired and then a new handle. Were you wearing like your combat boots? I'm sure I had some kind of boot situation on because I had been outside. Yeah. Oh, And it my. was fairly, really snowy and freezing and icy. So probably a combat boot or, um, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's... So, uh, <laughs> I'm speechless right now. I, I am, like, in awe. Um, okay, I was fine with, like... To, like I, I, I don't know. I guess that's not good for Tom to kick in the door. But he was probably frustrated as well and just wanted to go to bed. Um, I was more disturbed by, like, Katie's confessional when she, like, did the reenactment of the Kool-Aid man. Like, I... Chad and I were both watching it and we both like stopped. I think I paused it and like we looked at each other after and we were just like, it was just so Katie. Like so Katie. Um Yeah. And then he kicked in the door like a Kool-Aid man. Like even she could make the Kool-Aid man like a downer. Yes. <laughs> like it's Damn, like he used to be like super jolly, like he just puts a smile on your face, but not anymore. I mean, not he, once Katie got a hold of him. It's like it's like pretty like he blasts through the wall. You know, it's like pretty like uh magnificent, but for when Katie tells you like, <laughs> Well, he came through and he was like the Kool-Aid man. Um <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. More like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because then I was like, wait, when I watched it the second time, I'm like, yeah, when he busts through the wall and he yells, (laughs) is he like, oh, yeah. But she's like, oh, yeah. More like, like, oh, no. (laughs) She's like, Like, well, I didn't know he was going to bust down the door. I I don't know why I'm doing such a lit. Like, I I don't know what my my accent is for (laughs) her right now, but it's feeling pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, that was. I mean, but like, I appreciate like thank you Vanderpump Rules for at least throwing us that bone you know like the rest of this episode we can just literally toss it in the trash yeah we've we've got the Bubba whiteboard that is in the next scene we've got <sighs> Lala talking about being bullied and it's just like oh and he's a troll she's like he's really a troll and it's like do you even know what that means like okay he's saying this to your face Eric going he's not a troll <laughs> Okay, this was the other thing that really bothered. Like the, um, I feel like the editors are missing some of like the fluidity that they used to have in these episodes, and maybe that's because of Brie. I don't know, but um, 
for instance, in the beginning, we had the boys. They were working out at the basketball court, right? Then we had Ariana and um, Charlie um, at the little coffee place. Then didn't we see um, Lala and Katie at lunch? And she says, look, I have a $100 bill that Tom gave me. Yeah. Then yeah. later, we jump to her house. And, and Lala decides at this point to bring it up to Katie that Tom Schwartz was weird last night. I mean, Tom Sandoval was weird. It's like, you just had lunch together. Why are you bringing it up again? Because right. are, is it because you're, are you bringing it up because Ariana's going to walk through the door in three, two, one, there she is, you know? Exactly. So exactly. that really bugged me. I'm like, come on, like, at least, like, pretend. It's so that, set up. Yes. Yeah. It, but they're not hiding it anymore. Like, it's not seamless like it used to be. It's like there's, it's choppy. Brie, we're sorry. Come back. Yeah, Brie, come on the podcast. Like, let's let's hash this out, man. Okay, so, um, I was Matt Flair. I, yes, I was really surprised that. Um, okay, so Lala decides to step to Ariana, and I never think that's a, these two. Like, it makes me nervous when they go head to head because Ariana it just sits back and just lets Lala kind of flounder, but. Um, what did you think about her bringing up Stassi and Ka- Stassi and Casey the Casey <laughs> Stassi and Katie? Like I, I kind of like flinched a little bit when she did that. Wait, what did she say? She was like, um, when she was talking to Ariana, she's like, you know, he's done this to Stassi. Oh, right. And right. Um, he's done, and I've heard. She said she like acted like she witnessed the Stassi one, which I think she did. And then she's like, and I've heard that you that he's done it to Katie. And I was just like, that was... And he's also done it to Jax and to James. He's an equal opportunity lecturer, preacher, yeah. as Ariana said. I'm just, like, do you think that um, that Lala is, like, being coached, like, in between episodes from the the witch, the Witches of WeHo on how to handle everybody? It kind of seems like it because she's making moves that I feel like she hasn't before. Yeah. Yeah. It's like she's getting coached. They're like, bring up this, this. And she's like, okay, got it. And then she brings it up. Yeah. Because they're like, you're the odd man out. You don't have a click other than Katie. You're going to need a storyline. You're going to need to be relevant, especially since you were basically irrelevant last season. So you need to kick it all up. Anything you could throw in the kitchen sink, you need to. Yeah. Yeah, for sure coached. Yeah. If not from like a producer, but uh, you know the girls themselves. Yeah. Also, because they probably like part of them, or at least some of them, they need her on the show. Um, because if it tanks, maybe in their head they're thinking, well, maybe they'll bring us back. And without any of their friends on the show, that that chance decreases. So they want her and Katie to do whatever they can to stay in the show because that represents potential of them potentially coming back. Now, I don't know if Stassi would, but I'm sure Brittany would. I'm sure Kristen would. Um, Stassi probably would. She says she wouldn't, but I think she would. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Ariana shuts her down. She's like, no, he does that to everyone. Nice try, though. Yeah, um... And, and Lala, like, Lala goes, I think this is why, like, if I were to guess why Lala isn't being, like, 
truly invited in by the group it's because she can't have just a normal conversation she she takes it too far where you would never actually speak to your friend like that you know you should you would kind of just be like hey like that was is there any way you could talk to them or like what like she comes at it in like this aggressive manner that just puts everybody you know like on alert um and then ariana kind of starts and she's like you know that's so lala goes off and says like well you know t sandy was kind of a jerk and and she's like well that's what i like about him he stands up and so lala interrupts and she's like um you like that he yells at women like you know just like right away just like boom and then ariana comes back he yells at both and i don't know and then what was the thing with he oils you up so he oils you up i'm asking if you can tell me about it and you obviously can't so i guess i'm gonna have to talk to your man i'm gonna have to talk to your man and, yeah, and Ariana just like, is sitting there unbothered, and she's like, great, you should. You should yeah. talk to him. I, I completely agree, you know, which I think then Lala stuck again because she kind of wanted somebody to jump in there for her, but she's got to do it herself. Yeah, I think she thought she was trying to say, oh, so he's going to be fake and nice to me where I let my guard down, but then he's going to come in and, like, you know, stab me in the back. Then that is not at all. Like it was so obvious. That is not what Ariana was saying. All she was saying is like, look, you never have to worry about things being awkward because Tom is always going to be respectful and like do his job is basically what she was saying. But Lala had to take that and twist it and make it into something weird. Yeah. So, um, over to the staged. We're so crazy. Mushroom scene. Oh, we're going to have a business meeting slash hang sesh. And I really felt like they were like biting off like a lot of podcast terms, the deep dive. Like they said like so many things like the 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 pod like they obviously listen to all the podcasts. Um I like and- that they have a week to do basically you know, you're starting a business, especially one in like it's such a competitive city as LA. You should have been doing research on location on menus on venues on demographics on uh, as well as what kind of theme and mission statement but instead they're going to do this all in a week they're going to lock in a clear simple theme they're going to write a one paragraph description it's like it felt like a second grade you know what it felt like what we talked about a few weeks ago when we both had our own restaurants when we were eight years old yes like i wrote that menu i came up with that theme i had a full menu like four room different themes all probably in an hour when i was eight but they're gonna do they're gonna do this you know not to bring up peanut butter and jelly again but um my cafe was a peanut butter and jelly cafe and there was all different peanut butter and jelly sandwiches like on the um the menu they were awesome and then i had like a you know like a kind of like a soda fountain vibe you know with like all the drinks and everything um you know i just had a grilled peanut butter and jelly sandwich at a bar this weekend in Seattle. Grilled? That's what I... Yeah, I used to make that when I was in grade school. I would grill... I would do it like a grilled cheese, but it would be peanut butter and jelly. And people always thought I was weird. And here I saw it on a bar menu. And I was like, see? These people get my vision. And everyone's like, "You, who does that? That sounds weird. That sounds disgusting. I'm like, it's delicious. And obviously, other people think so. Because it's on this menu. Oh my and God. I'm supporting it. That sounds super interesting. That's good. Um, and also, I knew how to make um, hot grape nuts because I—that's the kind of cereal my mother made us eat. It's fucking grape nuts, uh-huh. like 
two. Do you even know what that is? Yeah. I don't even know if they make it anymore. But you can make it hot, almost, and so it gets like mushy, and it's almost like a oatmeal or something. Pretty good. Huh. Better than raw. Huh. Huh. I I, I never. I mean, like, yeah, I have to really get grape nuts down. You know, it's like, Bleh. but um. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, so the Toms. Like I was the other thing I was thinking about while like they were montaging, like coming in front of the camera and like spinning away and fake laughing, throwing their heads back, kicking their legs up, rolling, you know, I'm just like, uh I was thinking like I mean, I guess this isn't the type of uh show where we would want to look up to the Toms to like see that they are like starting a business and, you know, growing up and things like that, but they could have taken a different angle where it was like they inspired us. Like it was like, wow, look, they're, they're, they're so like they're starting, they're opening their second restaurant. I know the first one isn't really theirs, but you know, it was a process. They went through it. Like it would be cool to see them like to really hear their ideas, not just like I, they zoomed in on the whiteboard like five times. It's all retro, retro, yeah. retro. It's oh, like, it said, it said future slash retro. I'm like, isn't that like an oxymoron? Yes. Which is it? <laughs> yes. Future yeah, retro. It was very like what came to mind was Elle Woods. Like, oh what? Like you know, she's gonna go to Harvard. Like what? Like it's hard. It's like they're like, Let's open a restaurant next week. Yeah. Like like it's hard. <laughs> yeah. Very like I, come I, up with title, I, mission statement. Elle Woods would never though. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um it's like I I do not I d I don't I don't know like does that do you wanna go to the bar now? Like, are you like, I I cannot wait. Like, they put in like, so, like, I love their ideas. It's so cool. I'm going to go there. Like, if I was the investor, dude, I would be like very worried about like the image that they're putting on my bar already. Like, what the heck? Right. Well, he said that they're shooting for end of year or early next year. But I mean, like, this is the time like they have, like that they could be like branding their, their whole yeah thing. And, and this is what they're doing. It's weird. Right. It doesn't make sense or tie into anything else that they're doing. Like, they're so mishmash because they've got Tom Tom, then they've got this good love and whiskey, but then they've got this future slash retro dive lounge, and then they've got the chillin' moo moos, and the, uh, it's, it's just like very scattered. It should be more cohesive, you know? Like, that's why it should have been called Good Love and Whiskey Bar and Lounge, or, you know, just tie it together. I mean, yeah. I understand maybe that Greg guy wouldn't allow that, but just something. It's just very mishmash. Totally. But what, what, um, just curious, what other kinds of sandwiches did you have on your peanut butter and jelly bar? Um, like I had like, like peanut butter, honey, banana. I had okay. like peanut butter, bacon, oh. jelly or something. I don't know. I, that's. And I feel like I had one that was like really disgusting or it was like peanut butter, chocolate and sprinkles or so, you know, like I, I, I was a kid, I don't know, but, um, I thought it was like, I was like, oh my God, I would love to go there, you know? <laughs> I'm like, I'm not, I'm thinking we should think, I think it's a viable business idea. I mean, there's that grilled cheese chain that's everywhere now. It's just, what's it called? Grater or something. It's just very like different grilled cheese sandwiches. I mean, I, I think it could work. Yeah. And then yeah, you can have like hey Sarah, Coke. Sarah, let's yeah? let's do a deep dive on this. I'll come over. We'll make some tea, and we'll bring a whiteboard. <laughs> we can you know we'll hash it out. 
I'll get the shrooms. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 and we'll <laughs> we'll come up with the peanut butter and jelly restaurant. Yeah, and then you've got your vanilla Coke, your cherry Coke, yes. your yeah, everything that complements it. <laughs> chocolate milk. Brittany will come. Yeah, chocolate milk. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so they hash that out. They try to act wacky in front of the camera with their uh, fly goggle sunglasses and Ariana's fluffy coat and okay we get it you guys you're trying to be funny while you're high yeah you got like whipped cream shots crazy guys (laughs) oh my gosh anyway I'm sure it was fun and yeah, let's but really you're basing your business decision off a, a night of getting high. That's what I mean. That, I'm like I just don't know like I'm I don't know how right. I'm feeling. Yeah. Like it's fun. Like I think they're fun, but like what does every what do you guys think? Like does it make you want to go? Like I'm not a huge fan of the Tom, so it's these scenes are hard for me, but um and yeah. then when they do something like this, it's just like they're going backwards. You know, it's like I want to see them evolve a little bit. Yeah, they're becoming the lawyer on the Harley. Yeah, and they are. Like, they, they're opening another a restaurant that's so cool. Like, but why are we doing this? I don't know. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll get to see it sooner than later. Yes. All right. So we have Charlie and Corey moving in. Oh, yeah. Okay, so we've got a little bit of intel on on this, right? That of the the building that they're moving into and everything. Yeah, a lot of people live there, right? That Jamie manages. Yeah. So we've got Zach, yes, Brittany's best Zach Wickham wig, Brittany's best friend that lives there. We um Low Stalker Low. Yeah. Um, who is still BFS with Stassi? Um, I don't know. Does she still live there? She did live there. Um, who else? There was some other people. I think Alex, Stassi's best friend, lived there. Who else lived there? A lot of people. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, who's the? Um, Is it a boy or a oh, girl? Boy. Well, anyways. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll we, we can put a list up of who lives there. But um, I I noticed also that Jamie made an Instagram story this morning, and it's all. Meanwhile, in property management news, my tenant ruined a wall at Char, and she added Charlie, you know, with like a crying emoji face, like laughing. Oh, because like Sheena, yeah, because it was like Sheena and Brock's fault for ruining the yeah. wall that Jamie yeah. manages. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, so I thought that was funny too. <laughs> So, yeah, they come over and they talk about what, I guess, they they time Brock and he does it in five minutes. Um, yeah. Um, and, oh, and then Sheena's like, we can do, he can do a lot of things in under seven minutes. We made a baby in under seven minutes. And I was like, I know. Sheena. And Brock's face was like, uh, like, I don't think that was that's right. Not something to yeah. That's not a brag. That was funny. Um, so then they talk about, you know, that Charlie's like, so I think I told you guys about the culinary party. Um, I've decided to invite everyone but Lala. And they the group kind of discusses that, you know, and they say, like, she's the only one that, you know, is the way she she's is. Basically, <laughs> well, she basically said she's doing it to be supportive of Brock and Sheena. Yeah. So they can just have a night without being 
involved in some shit. Yeah. So that's nice because she is a loyal friend. So and and that. you can notice they they didn't pipe up and say no invite her don't do that for us. <laughs> like <laughs> they they definitely were like all right cool. <laughs> Um, and then because Lala isn't invited there before before this kind of happens, um, Lisa's like Lala, Randall, I've been missing you guys. Why don't you come on up to Villa Rosa and we'll have we'll have drinks? You know, like like uh, once again, like she's setting up another scene at her house. Um, yeah, and it was so boring. I didn't even take any notes during the scene because I was bored. No, yeah. The, I had a hard time. I had to watch it two times, and I normally don't have to. Usually, I watch for. Um, pleasure for the second time and I I, the first time my mouth was so on the floor and I kept walking away at how horrible it was I I was like I can't take notes right now like I I can't even do it I'm gonna have to watch it again to do my work because it it's uh, yeah this is the first time this happened to me it was definitely an experience I watched I usually do the same but I it was flipped for me because um I had an early morning meeting Wednesday so I didn't want to stay up late and take notes it takes a long time to watch the show that way then yeah so I watched it for pleasure and I kept thinking the whole time I'm like god damn it I'm like I want to switch over to impeachment it's the finale of impeachment like I just kept thinking about watching impeachment I didn't want to watch VPR like it used to be like oh my god yes it's VPR night and now it's like oh Uh, yeah okay yeah you know, like Sunday, I had the Potomac reunion and Salt Lake when Jen gets arrested. It's like, oh, and then it's like, oh, tonight's VPR night. And, and right. I, I feel like every time that we, we kind of talk like this, like um, someone will message us and be like, you guys don't even like the show. Why are you doing this? And it's like this time I will say I didn't like this episode and I will stand behind it and say I didn't like this episode because it's the truth. Like it's I have been a loyal day one watcher of this show and it's this episode hurt it really did i i have purchased the show on itunes but i also have 154 episodes on my dvr that is taking me to it's like stassi with her phone she can't handle people in the red zone or low battery i'm like it stresses myself out looking at 93 percent full because i refuse to delete any of the vanderpumps because even though i can watch them on itunes or hulu or amazon I these I can I know I can skip through I know there's no like I just can't do it because I am obsessed with the show and I love it so much that I'm willing to go through these difficult times because I'm not going to just jump ship I'm very loyal so we're allowed to not like certain episodes or certain seasons doesn't mean I'm going to abandon them because they're they're my people 100 (laughs) percent I'm there through I'm like taking marital vows through thick and thin for better and for worse so just because we don't like certain episodes or seasons, um, you know, we're we're loyal and we root for them. Yes. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah. Okay. So next we go to the doctor for Raquel and um, they're sitting in the waiting room at first. And you can tell James is kind of in the hot seat. You know, Lisa's like, what, what the heck is going on with you, James? You know, like, I, I can't believe this. And I can't believe we're having to tell this doctor now that I talked to that, you know, it was actually a bumped nose, not just a botched job. And, um, I mean, this was... I am glad that they showed like the whole examination process because, you know, James, at the end, they did say that they doubted that, you know, his bump is what did it. So I think that put his mind at ease. 
But I was really shocked at how much, first of all, that Raquel paid for her first nose job and then how much the second one is going to cost. Yeah. I mean, and how much is Lisa going to pay and how much is going to get kicked back by NASA for the free advertisement? Exactly. Um, Yeah. I don't know. What was more disturbing, though, was how James kept turning it to him. Like, nobody cares about my feelings. And he's all worried about the scars and having to look at her if it's botched. And it's like, wow. Okay, so you, I have, my marital vows are stronger than yours just for watching the show. Like, you're ready to, like, leave Raquel if she has a scar on her rib or her nose isn't perfect. Like, that. I feel more committed. Yeah. I... I feel like two episodes ago or whatever, I defended James. And I was like, I don't think James meant it like that. I think that what he was saying is like, he cares more about her than her plastic surgery. But this was blatant. This was so blatant. And it was like so rude and selfish. And I mean, it reminds me of like when a man is like, we're having a baby. We're going into labor. It's like, no, motherfucker, I'm going into labor. Like, you're going to be, and you better be, like, not laying down or sleeping or playing your video game or anything. Like, you know what I, like, I don't know. It, yeah. He's just an idiot. And um, I'm I'm really glad. I felt like Raquel kind of stood up for herself um, in the end, at least, and walked away and everything. But, sheesh. I mean, he, he said, it's like, this is why I didn't want you to do it in the first place. And I'm like, okay. Was he saying, like, you're perfect the way you are, you don't need anything? Then I support that. But now, okay, it's already done. So if it's not right, and clearly it's not right when you really look at it, that you know, how they showed it, it the let her do what's right for her, but he's so concerned about how it's going to affect him that it's gross. And it's- yeah, and I don't know, like, when I, if I saw her, if her nose had already been, um, what's it called, like, like, they redid it or whatever but I mean every single time that I have seen Raquel she is so stunning like and I have mm-hmm. never once never once noticed her I like her nose I think her nose it like it she's like her face is like structurally like so pretty like it's I don't know I really I yeah. really like it so I was just I think that I think like what happens later with Ariana. I liked her before. I like her now, but I really don't notice a difference. Yeah, I I, I haven't either. But we'll get into that. Okay. So anyway, oh. so she goes to the doctor. The rib cage thing was a little disturbing. Yeah, I didn't know that's how they did it. I that and then like I listened to Brittany on Kate Katie. These podcasts or Lala's podcast. Yeah. I don't know, but they some like things on childbirth and it really scarred me. And so this just also, I can't handle any conversations about medical procedures or things that happen medically with people like, oh, and then this happened. I'm like, I'm like, la, 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 la. So I don't know. I was just coming off that podcast that I had no idea some of the stuff that happens with you guys yeah. after childbirth. It's mm. very scary, but this like freaked me out too. And it just, I had flashbacks of all all this 
surgery stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. I just think the weirdest thing about like childbirth is it's like, I know that it happens every day. So that's kind of like how women are like, you are supposed to just act like it's normal and like, oh yeah, that happened and we move on. But like, it's freaking traumatic. Like, and after, yeah. like after you're done, like you want to talk about it because you're like, oh my God, you know, but everyone's like, it happens to everyone. Everyone kind of like shushes you up, you know, but it's like, it is, it's very... It's yeah, a lot. <laughs> because Brittany and Lala talked about that, I guess her assistant, because Lala's just straight up doing the podcast herself. Now, uh-huh. there's no Rand. Yeah. So she had her assistant. She goes, because we got so much feedback on that. And she goes, my assistant wants to know all of, she's like, because usually in motherhood, the books, and she's like, everyone just tells you how beautiful it is and all the positive things. And no one tells you about all the other stuff and so her assistant she goes I want to hear like because she's got a boyfriend like probably I want to be prepared so they did a podcast on all the things you don't hear like all the gross things or scary things or traumatic things so I did I I stopped it because I realized I probably can't handle it yeah but it's anyone that's planning on having a baby maybe you should listen so that you're not caught off guard or think it's weird when certain things happen that you didn't know about yeah would be my advice but yeah i i like i feel like my friends told me like some things like they're like okay you know when you're done having the baby like you're not done yet there's still you still have to you know like there's still stuff you have to do and i was like what but like there's even stuff that I didn't know, you know, like no one told me. I'm like, what the heck? Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, the James stuff. Another thing that I thought was is just getting too over the top and staged and planned is his confessionals. I feel like because we've all given so much positive feedback on how he's trying to do sound bites. Yeah, like how witty and funny he is, but he's so over the top with it now and trying to be over animated and forcing it again it's like the toms they're they're trying to force funny and not just let it happen naturally when that shit would just roll off james's tongue naturally it's gold like even in the horrible scene with when he calls raquel and charlie dumb even just the was that a bit much like that he you hate him in that moment but that was funny because that just kind of rolled off you know and, and he's looking at tom like tom's his daddy like he's got little uh oh, you know, like when a puppy pees and they look at you all guilty and they kind of like shirk down, like that was James in front of Sandoval. Like I feel like he needs Sandoval's approval, like he needs Lisa's. But he's like, oh, is that is that a bit much? Like that was fucking funny because that was natural. But his confessionals, he's just trying way too hard, and it it just doesn't work. Then I agree. I totally agree. Um. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just it's like oh come on, James! Like we know you can do it. I don't know for sure. So, so we, yeah, what what happens? Oh, and then okay, th- th- no, this was the other ridiculous part. So James is already acting like an ass, right? He's in there and he's like, uh, no. <laughs> she better her answer better be no when it comes to this surgery. And I don't know. I feel like this is like a little selfish of Raquel, but I have see you next Tuesday tonight. And this is, I don't want to be dealing with all of this right now. Like I, I need to focus on, you know, being back at Sir and doing see you next Tuesday. It's like, are you kidding me? You mean you have filming tonight and you guys are all going to fake see you next Tuesday? <laughs> Weren't we at the first one, Sarah, that was back? Yes. That, yeah. That Then that's why I noted the second time I watched it, how when he was telling the guys, like at basketball, he said, 
it's a well it's a soft opening which means the cast yes um because yes we were at the first one yeah because i was like i think we were but maybe i'm wrong yeah but we weren't there the dj booth was in its regular door side spot not in the garden yeah which okay so we go to sir and did you notice when charlie's waiting on that table which it looked like a table with stassi at it it was like a a table smashed against the bar in the pink room i'm like there's no table there yeah that was weird yeah it looked ridiculous and we've been in that room and the room that you you go through the pink room to get to like obviously that was for filming or something so the cameraman were six feet away i don't know yeah that would, there's no table smashed against the bar that would look that was weird yeah so yeah so then obviously those were actors and they hired like what five actors and then it was just the staff like dance dance party in the garden yeah and james is like doing his jumping up and down thing i'm like really really it's He's all, let's go do, 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 do. yeah it was like okay i can't this is the best and then Corey's like Charlie, get over here. I only know how to freak dance like it's a real dance party and he needs he needs some tips on tricks on how to dance to DJ James Kennedy. Yeah. Now what is freak dancing? I mean, isn't it when you're like really close and like you're like you get really low and like you kind of grind on each other, but it's more, it's not like a, it's like a it's very dancey and kind of hip hoppy. It's like boom, 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 you know, but you're Yeah. That's what I think. Actually, yeah, you're right. It's it is from that. I remember, yeah, someone said, "Do you freak?" And it's like, what? What? What are you talking about? And it was like they were referring to like a dance style. And it's like, hey, okay, bye, bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I don't know. Villa Rosa was so boring. All that was like Lala's like running her mouth. She's like, yeah, Sandoval. He. You know, he just tries to measure dicks when there's people around, and my dick will always be bigger than his. It's like, well, he doesn't run away. Like, I mean, he ran away with Miami girl, but for the most part, he doesn't run away. You run away. Therefore, he has a bigger dick. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, just not interesting. And uh, and then the little comment of like, well, I'm in Beverly Hills. They're in Valley Village. <laughs> Like not for long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the timing of all of this is just insane. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Um. Yeah, she'll be able to keep that assistant because let's see, she has show money, which is probably going to be about for her th- what three fifty, I think, maybe four. Yeah. And then supposedly her makeup line does six figures, which I find extremely hard to believe because I don't know who is buying it to that level. Yeah. And then the podcast, that doesn't make any money. So I don't know. The lifestyle, is she going to be able to afford that assistant? Her I new don't... place? Her cars? I mean, her maybe her assistant's going to stick with her through this, you know? I mean, it wouldn't be it, if she did come out of it, you know? Uh, low, low. I'm sure Low's ra- radar has just gone up. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, another star. Oh, she's current. She's actually on the show. Bye, Stassi. Yeah. I'm moving to the west side. Um. Okay. So where Lala are we? Comes up to Tom and does that thing. I hate when people come up for me 
come up to you from behind and they're like guess who like i hate that shit oh yeah but she does like puts her hands on his neck same kind of shit wouldn't like that either and i could tell he didn't like it either Mm -mm. so they have a little chat and um gosh i mean t sandy sometimes gets on my nerves because sometimes i feel like he can be like a little uh you know he, he's on his high, his high horse a little bit. He thinks he's better than everybody, whatever. But gosh, did he handle Lala in this moment? I thought like he didn't back down. He wasn't mean, but he just straight up was spitting facts. Yeah, he yeah he was very logical and made sense. Yep. Um. So this, she couldn't really refute it much. Yeah. So she's like, I've been labeled a home wrecking whore. And then it flashed back to season effing five where she's sitting. And it's like, dude, you were labeled a homewrecking whore a long time ago. That Everyone has moved on from that. To refer all the way back to that is pretty crazy. And um, and also, the people that did all of that are the people that you are friends with. The people that didn't do that was Tom, Ariana, Sheena. They were your friends, and they didn't do all that shady shit. That was... Your best friends right now. That was Stassi and Katie. Good and point, Kristen dude. And- That's a great point. Um, what else is I going to say? Oh, and then, I mean, like, imagine if Sheena, like, you know, like, let's say someone brought something up about Brock. And she's like, you guys, I'm done. Like, I have been labeled a home-wrecking whore. And then it, like, goes back to season one of Stassi calling her that. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, like, she could do that, too, but she's moved on, like, way past that. And Lala should have, too. Like, Lala, you have a baby. You have Randall. Like, move, you're, move on. Um, but I, I love that Tom really, you know, she's like, I feel like everyone's isolating me, and I'm held to a different standard than the group. And Tom, like, throws his head back, like, almost, like, like just like, he's just like, you've got to be kidding me. Um, and he's like, Lala, you do it to yourself. And it's like, that is the truth. She does it to herself. Yeah, exactly. So um, is this is this right when she finds out that she's not invited to the culinary party? Yeah, isn't Katie like, are you coming tomorrow? And she's like, to what? Yeah. I mean, that I feel, I mean, that it, it always sucks to not be included. Like, you know. Um, and I can't, I can't help but feel like that Lala is like extremely jealous of Charlie because, um, she's kind of taken her spot and like, and now she or she's throwing this party at Ariana's and she's not invited to it. Well, like she popped off at Charlie. Charlie's very loyal and very good friends with Brock and Sheena. And then she just had that issue with Sandoval. So it would be weird if she was invited. Yeah. Or she goes around, like, go around and fix it, but she won't. Like, she will not humble herself to, you know, right. make it, like, she doesn't ever make anyone feel comfortable to be around her. You know what I mean? Like, everyone's all, she's like that person who, you know, that I went to school with that you ne- you just always knew as soon as you walk by, they're going to make a comment and it's going to suck, you know? Mm-hmm. Um. So we go over to the food party and Tom and Ariana are setting up like a nice little sushi spread. Um, uh, Charlie says like- that, that she toked on some Mary Jane before she came. So now she's hungry. She's got the munchies. She's ready. And then they were doing absinthe shots when James was getting irritated. But I saw him looking at it and then it's like, and they're doing absinthe shots. I feel like he was like... <laughs> 
nostalgic and like thinking back of him and Jax and like he wanted to be doing that shot so bad. Oh, totally. I think that, um, yeah, James wants to have fun and I think it's really hard for him to sit back and watch everybody else having so much fun and he has to sit there and... Yeah, I mean, that would be hard. It would. Um, okay, Sheena brought her famous enchiladas. Um, a customized her- pan. Yes, that is the the second time that that little dish has appeared on the show, and I want it. Yeah, like and I, do you want one that says Sheena's? Yes, not like yeah, I don't yeah. want it to say. Yeah. I want it to straight up say Sheena's. I think yeah. it's hilarious. Me too. Me too. Um, you could probably get that on what? What is that site called? <laughs> Etsy. Or personalized planet or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I feel like I've seen it there before. Um. So, okay, yeah, there was mussels, there was carnitas tacos, there was, um, yeah, the absinthe. Um, Samosas, um, lobster. Oh, okay, those are good. I like those. Um, I don't think I've ever had one. Is it like wontony or potstickery? Uh, it's like in the middle. And- empanada? Kind of, and then inside it's like um, like vegetables, uh, but they're it's like together with like a like potato, and so it's like potato vegetable. It's really good. I, I may be describing roll. that wrong. Yeah, I know, but it, it, in like a is it like a triangle? Yes. Okay. I, yes, much like Corey, Chad has forced me to try different food too. So that's the only reason. Like my parents eat very much the way I do too, very plain, but. Um, yeah, that's. I have found some food that I can eat. <laughs> yeah, this one would have been hard for me. I would have been like, "Can I have some more enchiladas?" Yeah. Oh my god! And then what about when Charlie's like, "I don't, I don't I really know. like Sheena's enchiladas. The texture's weird to me. Like, I have to ref. I mean, everybody has their own taste, right? But um, I mean, like corn tortillas. Yeah, if you, but she, she eats tacos in case maybe. She, oh, she eats quesadillas, so maybe she only likes flour tortillas and that's where the corn threw her off yeah it could be sometimes though sheena will make like different kinds like she'll do low carb sometimes she'll you know like there's usually she does a couple but um as someone who has made sheena's enchiladas multiple times i can say they are really good like really good yeah in fact maybe i'll make them tonight okay so um next we have let's see um, Randall. Oh, okay, away. okay. Wait, what about what about this scene when Sheena and Brock are talking about Lala, and Katie is sitting there, and she tries to explain how Lala is to the group. Like she was mm-hmm. like, "Well, you guys, it's just that like when you come at her like that, then she's gonna come back." Like and like it, it just it didn't work. Like Katie was not able to explain away Lala's personality. Right. Um. Yeah. So I guess they, then they just go to game night and Raquel's wasted and Corey's like, oh, I've never seen her wasted. She's so fun. And she was. She's like, dai, 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 dai. yeah, she was fun. Um, I do have to say, like, this gives me major, like, talk about, like, a triggering anxiety moment. Like, family, like, like game nights, I, I don't like it. Oh, I'm all about it. I'm so obsessed because I never got to do it because I had older siblings. So I was always having to, like, entertain myself and so i i make this shit happen every christmas now and i'm like i'm a little bit like james though i get really competitive and i get 
really bossy and I get really irritated and agitated when people yell out answers or cheat. It, I'm constantly berating my sister. I'm like, shut up. Um, yeah, see, I don't like, I, I don't, I, I'm probably the one that's yelling out or like, I, or like when someone tells me the rules, like I can't, I like, I, I like gloss over and then I forget how to play and then like I want to oh, talk and I can't talk and then like it's, it's just, it's too confining for me. I can't process the rules thing. So if we play a new game, yes. which I don't like to play new games, I'm like, I can't, I can't do the rules thing. It's yeah. too much. Yes. But you weren't like that when we, did trivia you were very calm cool and collected because well, that's like that's like there's like no pressure we're not sitting around a table like just me you and chad and someone you know like it's like it's broader that i can do but like yeah, i guess sitting, we're not competing against someone sitting around like you. the dinner table with friends like ugh, like um all of ronnie's little friends like the the moms really like game night and like i i I can't. First of all, I don't know how to play all the games. And so, yeah, so then the rule thing happens. And then I, I get pretty competitive, but they're even more competitive. And so it's just like, oh. it's stressful. <laughs> like, I just want to sit around and vibe, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So with trivia, it was like we were beating strangers and they were. Yeah. The and it was fun. And like, no one was looking at me or anything. It was like very. I, Except I miss- for you did get a little irritated. You'd be like, I know he's cheating about Meat Satchel because they were it was insane <laughs> i miss trivia i, don't know. I like wish we that that hipster savant hey you know what i saw when i was um getting my ticket for um t sandy's um, concert is at that same venue i think it's like reality bites or something they <gasps> host a trivia night oh and I it's all it on the website and it's all on housewives and stuff like it looks so fun i was like oh my god me and sarah need to go to that for sure that would be so fun yeah i was like that sounds so fun and i'm for sure down for the next sandoval show yeah but i can't wait for you to see well, what happens hopefully i can i can get some juice yeah. we'll see yeah and hopefully i don't freak out going by myself because <laughs> i tried to i tried to get chad but then no one could watch the kids and so i was like i could probably move easier through the crowd by myself anyway so i'll I'll just go by myself yeah just think of it like your friends over at the bar or your friend is dancing yeah like i'll go to the i can go to the bathroom i can walk you know like i I can i can do it for sure oh yeah be like yeah i'm here with sarah oh she's in the bathroom yes yeah or i can like take a phone call real quick and walk away you know wait where are you i can't see you (laughs) oh oh, okay okay i'm coming (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) yeah so i've got a plan because that's how it is anyways like if you if you legit are with friends half the time you're looking for them yeah so totally just go with that yeah <laughs> okay so the game um it it was funny you know um ariana had to give a hand job um and okay On something phallic now i'm not gonna say raquel's dumb because she didn't know what phallic was because i was thinking back i'm like i didn't know what that word was in my 20s either that chick comes with life experience. Yeah, it does. So we have to remember, she's the youngest of the cast. I think she's only 25. And she just right? co- she comes off seeming pretty innocent, too, you know? Yeah, exactly. She doesn't have the life experience. Like, she has the book that, you know, she got her bachelor's degree. But, you know, it doesn't seem like she was a real, like, party girl either. Like, you know. Yeah. So... 
cut her a break, people. Totally. Um, okay, so the, they're all having fun. They're playing. They're drunk. I, again, like, James is a little uncomfortable because he's not. And, I mean, I've been this person many times when everyone else is drunk and I'm sober and, like, it's not as funny to me. But I still, uh, whatever. He could have handled it a little better. Um and then Ariana goes, never have I ever got plastic surgery. And Charlie's like, I'm out. And the Toms are like, I've never had surgery. Um, and then Raquel is like, well, um, I had a consultation about my nose. And Ariana's like, when did you get nose surgery? And Raquel's like, I feel like it's so obvious. Like, it's so fake to me if you don't right. know. And like, I, I was like, shots fired, Raquel. Like, <laughs> dang. Like, you're basically calling her a liar. And, like, a fake person. Like, she basically is like, yeah, like, worse, like, you, you fake li- Yeah, crazy. Um, so I was taken aback by this, too, because it's like, Raquel, like, that's actually, like, a huge compliment that she doesn't know you got surgery. That's what you want. You know, you want everyone to think that you just look better, you know? Um, so that was really weird. Then she cries. Everyone in the room is, like, I mean, super hurt. confused. If you look back at her, like, when she first started dating James and her beauty pageant, you can see it's a totally different nose. But these days, everyone, she's like, oh, I just assumed it was contouring because that's half the time that's what it either is or at least people say it is. So yeah. it is, it, it's, and it's not something like, did you get a nose job? That's not something you go ask someone. No. And it yeah. could have just been contouring. Yeah. If anything, you say like, what are you doing different? Like, you look amazing. I mean, even that's kind of rude, you know? Um, oh, remember when Andy did that to Sheena? He's like, nothing? Come on. You've done something. Uh, and yes. Like, and she hadn't because she's still breastfeeding. It's like, you asshole. Yeah. God, it's called makeup. <laughs> um. So then she, you know, says, like, the first one costs 16000 and the next one's going to cost 30000 and it's just so stressful. And then James goes off about how saying again that he has to look at it. And thank God for Ariana. You know, here Ariana's the one who didn't know that she had surgery and she sticks up for Raquel and she's like, You've got to be freaking kidding me. Like, you can't say that. <laughs> yeah. I um, love when um she says thirty K and Sandoval's like, No, 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 no. He's got his like his hand like over his face. And I'm not- like, dude, you just spent twenty five K on a single party. Like, I think thirty K on something that she is on her body for the rest of her life i feel like he was saying no 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 because he was thinking like you idiot like get it sponsored (laughs) you know like (laughs) like you shouldn't you should never yeah get it sponsored man use your platform i feel like he was about to offer a solution yeah me yeah me too for him to fix it yeah but then it didn't come no it didn't (laughs) um he's probably thinking i should have spent that 25k on our nose yeah party so then we have the the confessional with James where he's being like his little monkey where he's like dit, 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 like um slapping his little tambourines together his wind up monkey. Um again James can be really funny but I completely agree with you that it's um they know what they th- like they think they know what is going to work what we're going to meme what we're going to just like crack up at and it's just not feeling genuine anymore. Right. That's it. I'm trying to create it. You can't create okay, magic so in then, a box. Okay, so then tell me about this. All I wrote in my notes here, because I, I don't know if some, something happened. But so um, Charlie kept answering, kept giving Raquel the answers. And did and then did James call Raquel dumb or what happened? 
Like, what was yeah. the whole dumb thing? Like, why... So, she she got up and walked away and was, like, annoyed, but I didn't... I wasn't sure if he was calling the girls dumb or if he, was, or if he specifically called Raquel dumb. Uh, I think both of them. I think he said, I can't help it that you... You're too dumb to get it or something. Yeah, it could have been both or just her. No, I think it was both because Charlie was like, we're not dumb. Yeah. And was that over because she couldn't name a rapper? Like, first of all, you know, it's more about the pressure on Raquel than actually like, yes, she could probably name some rappers if she had time to write it. You know, she's like Donna on 90210. She just needed that special testing, like, because the pressure got to her. Yeah. Um. But I think he was mad because she couldn't name a single rapper as she's sitting next to her fiance, who's like, I had a top 100 rap hit. Yeah. (laughs) I think that just he lost it at that moment. And then but then he kept going and he's like, Cypress Hill. And then they mocked him. They're like, ooh, Cypress Hill. And then he just lost his shit. He's like, I can't help it. You're too dumb to get it or something. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So... It, it ends with that, you know, Raquel goes in the other room, the other girls follow her, so, um, yeah, yeah, lots to, lots to look at with the Raquel and James relationship, so, um, yeah, it's a little worrisome. Yeah, it is, and it's you like, i worried about Sheena and Brock, let's also worry about James and Raquel, and maybe before they have a baby. Yeah, totally. Definitely need, like, some therapy over boxing, I would say. So the preview for next week's episode, I don't know. Like, I, I hope it's better, you guys. I hope that we get a good one. I mean, I can only imagine Sandoval's face when that Greg guy is like, oh, Katie, you can change oh. places with me. <laughs> That's going to kill him. Yeah. Yes, it is. But she's probably it's he's probably not wrong. Like, probably what she's saying makes more sense to him than what these guys are like. And you know, you know what? Like, I, I feel like that's okay. Like, if that's her strength, that that's going to be something good that she's good at putting together, and then the guys can do the other part. Like, I hope that they're able to kind of, you know, realize that and go, gosh, like, we did mushrooms and rolled around on the floor, but Katie has some good ideas. Like, maybe we should work with her. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, you guys, we will be back next week, um, and... uh hopefully Tuesday night I th- depending on everything that goes on Tuesday or definitely Wednesday and yeah. um, I I may come up there Ooh, do a live one okay you know I really want to go to Burke Williams I have a gift card and I my back has been freaking killing me dude yeah well if you can arrange it we can go there first yeah that would be so fun um, and then I will, depending on what happens at the concert, um, I'll either drop like a mini pod right after it if it's like so lit I have to tell you guys right away, or I'll wait to um, tell you on the podcast on Tuesday. Cool. Okay. Right. Thanks, Talk you guys. Bye. Bye.